What have I got? My friends are my power. Explosion, the weekly podcast are based on a monthly theme I nerd out about whatever I want. As always, I'm your host Cameron. Now, if you weren't paying attention last time, we are talking about decades this month because, you know, end of this month, I turn 30. So we're traveling back in time and exploring, you know, the good old days, you know, reminding me of my, uh, my, my dwindling, dwindling youth, youth, the, 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 the years, years that I have left, left, left on this earth. Left, left, left. Anyways, we, um, sorry, I had a little existential crisis there but last episode we explored the 90s and today's episode we're moving on to the 2000s now uh in the last episode i said something about like oh in 99 i was like eight years old but apparently i can't math math was never my strong subject but in 99 in the end of the 90s in 99 i was six years old so the 2000s uh, the 2000s, you know, obviously in the year 2000, I was seven years old by the end of the 2000s, like 2009, I was 16. So basically 2000 to 2009 were kind of my teenage years, so to speak. Like I started off as, you know, a seven year old, little seven year old boy. And then, you know, I ended the 2000s as a 16 year old. So this was my like end of elementary school. I want to say my middle school years and the very beginning of my high school years, like 2008 to 2009, was the start of my uh, high school years because that was my sophomore year in high school. So yeah, we're going back in the 2000s. We're exploring all the all the 2000s has to offer, and I'm sure that's what most of us millennials will remember the most. Like the decade us millennials remember the most, just the 2000s. But before we dive in the 2000s. New episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday, so make sure you do all the things that do all the stuff. Because every time a bell rings, a, a, a Pizza Hut regains its old location. I don't know. <laughs> I keep trying to come up with different things for that little joke or whatever, but I don't know. You guys, send me some send me some good ones, because the creative juices are starting to dwindle. But anyway, enough talk. Let's take a trip back in time to the 2000s. Another great mashup. That again was done by There I Ruined It on TikTok. Please go give them all the love. They do a lot of great work. Give them some love. But again, for this episode, I have a BuzzFeed, 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 BuzzFeed thing. There we go. But uh, hold on. I'm going to get a drink of water so maybe I can learn to actually speak English better. Ah, there we go. I hope you guys are staying hydrated out there too. But anyway, I have another BuzzFeed. It was like, oh, forgotten things about the 2000s. 
But there are other things here that I do want to cover first in this episode before I get to that. So the BuzzFeed will kind of be like an ending thing, I guess. Um, there was, I already talked about, you know, how old I was in the 2000s. I started the 2000s at the ripe age of 7, and I ended the 2000s at the age of 16. So, yeah, the 2000s, like I said, were my teenage years, so there were a lot of a lot of memories. And I will be honest, I, didn't, I did not like who I was in the 2000s as a teenager. I did not like myself as a teenager. I'm, like, I see my Facebook posts pop up every once in a while. Uh, from like the 2000s, like 2009, and I just, ugh, I was cringy. I was cringy as hell back then. Not like I don't do cringy stuff now, but trust me, it was worse in the 2000s. Uh, another great thing, I mean, so I want to, I want to do when I get this out of the way because I know everybody's probably gonna be thinking about it, you know, and they're probably not. You guys are probably gonna question if I don't talk about it. But yeah, obviously in the 2000s, in 2001, we had the uh, we had the terrorist attacks. Um, God, what was I in second grade? I want to say I had to be in like second or third grade at that point. So obviously I was eight years old. So I had to be in th- uh, third grade. I was in elementary school. I know that. But obviously with the 9/11 attacks, I was in the middle of school, and. Uh, our principal came over the intercom and basically just spelled out like what happened. And I was still really young. So I didn't fully grasp. Sorry. I didn't fully grasp the concept of what just happened, but I know I got home. My parents were definitely upset. Um, I think I talked about this on a, uh, on an episode before I actually did an old episode. One of my, <laughs> one of my episodes of whatever that I'm actually not ashamed of. I did an episode talking about this uh, Amber Head person who was, you know, faking her way through, like, uh, the 9-11 thing. Like, oh, she pretended she was a victim or whatever. Uh, I'll link that episode in the description, but I actually go on a whole thing about 9-11 in that episode. So, check that out if you want to hear me talk more about it. But uh, other things, other big things, positive things I want to talk about in the 2000s. Uh, I learned in the, it was in the 2000s, I forget what specific year, but uh, the 2000s were the, uh, was the decade that I found out I have an older sister. So the story behind that, and I really hope, Ashley, you listen to this episode because it's actually, it's actually one of the best memories I have. So my dad, my dad used to work for this restaurant called Grizzlies, which later in life they they fire pretty much everybody, and then what the building that used to be Grizzlies is now a uh, Wild Bills. But anyway, he was like the head of the kitchen. He was like one of the top guys, like a manager at this Grizzlies. And besides that, he used to do softball. So we would go to his softball games like all the time. One of these times, there was this there was this, this girl that just came, this like sixteen year old girl. This, I forget how old she was at the time, but she had to be like 15, 16 or whatever. So she came with and we played catch for a little while. And I was like, oh, you know, this, this older girl's like really fun. You know, she's really fun to be around. And on the way home, my mom was like, 
I think I wrote up back with my mom, but my mom was like, oh, what did you think of her? And I'm like, oh, she's really fun. You know, I really like her. And she's basically like, well, guess what? That's your older sister. And I was like, what? Because I was just blown away. Because I was, you know, I spent my whole life growing up with uh, my younger sister, Amanda, because for the longest time, it was just me and Amanda in the house. And all of a sudden, like, I found out about this older sister. Now, the reason I didn't know about her right away is because she is, she's this, technically my half-sister, even though I just live her. She's my sister, either way, you know, blood is blood, you know? Basically, same dad, different mom, <laughs> is how I can explain it a lot better. Same dad, different mom, but she's still my older sister. And I, I think the thing is, like, I'm the only brother she has, because she has other sisters from this different mom, but I'm the only boy. I'm the only brother that she has. But going back to the whole thing, yeah, as a kid, just finding out I have a whole other sibling was mind-blowing. Because I was like, there's no way. Like, I thought it was just me and Amanda, but no. I All of a sudden I found out, like, I have an older sister, Ashley. And it's just, it, it, it changed. It changed my world that day. Because I was like, wow, I have two sisters now. It's, it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. Um, I kind of wish that we had grown up together. I wish we were raised together. So then that way, I feel like me and Ashley would have been a lot closer than we are now. Like, we still really love each other, but we're not as close as we could. No, either way, uh-oh. Did I lose? Did I lose audio? Uh, let me, let me check real quick. Alright, that's the first time I caught that in real time. God damn. But yeah, I lost a little audio there, but, uh, basically what I'm saying is like, you know, like I said, it was just mind-blowing. I know I'm repeating myself, but, uh, you know, I wish there, I wish that me and Ashley could have grown up together, because probably, probably would have been closer, like as close as me and Amanda are, because me and my little sister Amanda, we are... We're basically the same person. Like, we both have the same dark sense of humor, the same the same type of humor, the same sarcastic humor. We're both bi. It's just, there's a lot of similarities. Like, like Amanda is basically the female version of me, <laughs> so, to put it lightly. But, yeah, the 2000s was, you know, the decade I found out I have another sibling. So that was mind-blowing for me. Uh, let's see, <laughs> switching gears, we're talking about siblings, one thing that I didn't bring up in the last episode, but there's a reason for that, is because this was more of the decade of when I did this, PlayStation. Now, the PlayStation, the PS1 came out in the 90s, but I don't have vivid memories of, like, playing PlayStation until the 2000s, because... There was actually a PS1 game that came out in 2000 that I remember playing all the time. Uh, in the 2000s, the PS2 was also a thing. Towards the end of the 2000s, like the late 2000s, the PS3 was a thing. So, the PS1, and I think I've talked about this in a previous episode. I, you know, I have my, I have my games. I have my Spyro games, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Final Fantasy VII. Legend of Dragoon, which I will not shut up about a remake about. Please, Sony, consider remaking it. I did an episode talking about that, too, and I might do another one in the future. But, yes, please remake Legend of Dragoon. 
Uh, besides that, ooh, this reminds me. There is, so, if you guys are currently subscribed to PlayStation, there's, the, you know, the PlayStation Plus thing with, you know, you can access a whole game catalog of stuff to add every month. There's a classic collection that has, like, PSP, play, uh, PS1, uh, some PS2 and PS3 games. And this month in January, they are adding Star Wars Demolition. Now, that was a game I played all the time as a kid. Like, in the 2000s, I played that all the time. It's, it's a game. So, basically, it's the plot of it is Jabba is taking all these different people and putting them through these, like, events, like, you know, demolition derbies, basically, but it's it's Star Wars. So, I'm really looking forward to playing that again, because, you know, I have a way to play it again now, so I'm really excited for it. But, other games that I played, uh, I remember I had a real fishing game, which is basically fishing. I think I talked about that in a previous episode, I forget which episode, but i pretty sure I talked about that. In my childhood games month last year, I think I talked about that, but other games I had, oh, Spider-Man, that was one, that's the one I was, because I saw that it came out in 2000, and I was like, oh, well, I could talk about this in the 2000s episode, the Spider-Man game was, for PS1 was really fun, uh, then the PS2 came along, PS2 was just, whew, amazing. Uh, games I remember playing on that were like Jack and Daxter, uh, Spider-Man 2, which was the video game adaptation of the Tobey Maguire movie, which is still considered one of the best Spider-Man games of all time, next to, uh, the most, ow, I just, I just bit the side of my mouth, <laughs> but anyway, now that I'm not injuring myself, yeah, Spider-Man 2 was a video game adaptation of the Tobey Maguire movie, which is still considered one of the best Spider-Man games of all time. You know, next to uh, Marvel's Spider-Man, you know, the most recent one, you know, Spider-Man Miles Morales and all that, which I will say, side note, I can't wait for the next one to come out, the next one, which is technically Marvel Spider-Man 2, because there was the there was the original Marvel Spider-Man, and then there was the pseudo-sequel, uh, Miles Morales, would you explore Miles Morales, and then the second one, which I'm assuming you play as both Miles and Peter, and the trailer teased Venom, so we finally get to fight Venom, which I am really excited for. Um, but anyway, yeah, I played so many different PlayStation games. Hi, babe. How are you? Are you fantastic? Except for some fucking douche canoe in a Ford Focus parked in my spot. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I had a PS1, PS2. Towards the end of the 2000s, the PS3 was a huge thing. I remember getting the PS3 for Christmas, and, like, one of the first games I tried out on it was Uncharted, which, you know, was still one of my favorite games to this day. I think by that time, Uncharted 3 came out. I think, or was it Uncharted 3? I don't remember, but I got the bundle for Christmas. It was the PS3, and it included one of the Uncharted games. At least, I think. I don't know. But, yeah, 2000s for me was, like, the decade of PlayStation, basically, where I played PlayStation, like, all the time. Uh, what else? 
Babe, what do you remember playing in two thousands? Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. Yeah, just you grew up with a any uh Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, so like the whole 2000s for you was Nintendo. And Frogger. I played hella Frogger. <laughs> um, I did some Nintendo too in the 2000s. Like, I had my Game Boy Color, I had my Game Boy Advance, my Game Boy Advance SP. Uh, I got a Wii in the 2000s too. The Wii was my first like major Nintendo console that I ever had because I wish I could have gotten a GameCube growing up, but. I, I guess I loved PlayStation more than I did, uh, you know, Nintendo or whatever. But I did have my Game Boy, so I did play Pokemon games and all that. I had Pokemon Emerald. Uh, my favorite Pokemon game, Pokemon Gold, for my Game Boy Color was, you know, uh, Pokemon Gold, top notch. We need to remake it again. Like, redo Heart Gold or whatever. But uh, speaking of Nintendo games that I played in the 2000s, the 2000s were the first time I experienced the Smash Brothers series, which, you know, is a fucking glorious game. And if you haven't experienced Smash Brothers, then what are you doing with your life? You need to get on that. Uh, yeah, 2000s was just where I really explored my love for gaming. And there was just a lot of great games and there's like way too many for me to... to uh, Talk about, I guess. Uh, moving on. Dorian. God damn. Dorian. Shut your face hole. You fucking void. <laughs> but, sorry, I'm like really scatterbrained, but I'm just trying to get through some of these. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take a little break and we are going to continue talking about this after I take a break. So, be right back. Go get some snacks. Perhaps a carbonated soda. I hope they have ices. I've chosen the large tub. My nipples look like milk duds. I've got some yellow liquid for your popcorn. And it's non-dairy. All right, real quick, I want to say that sound clip I just put in there, if you know exactly where that's from, you could be my best friend. But anyway, and we're back. I just had to take a little little dinner break there because I figured, you know what? The best thing I need right now is food, just to kind of formulate ideas. And luckily, my wife had the great idea of uh, going out to dinner. So thanks for that, Kate. Love you. <laughs> but... <laughs> But this, uh, I guess I wanted to move on to the next thing on here, the the BuzzFeed article I have. Now, this whole thing is called 65 Pictures of 2000s Things Millennials Have Forgotten About But Will Remember Immediately When Seeing Them. I mean, yeah, that's typically how memories work. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just for to go through some of these and, you know, just kind of kind of reminisce about the weird years that were the 2000s. So, number one on this, the mutant Quiznos hamsters that were just horrifying. I never I never actually saw these commercials, like, actually, no, I saw these late at night, and it was, like, really cheaply, like, you could tell it was, like, really cheap early 2000s animation. It was just these two hamsters, they were kind of 
like copy and pasted onto the screen in front of a Quiznos, and they were just like, I think they had like really squeaky voices too. I just I don't remember. Actually, you know what? As long as we are here, I'm gonna look up some of these commercials. So bear with me here. I gotta let my internet load. Ba ba da ba ba ba. But uh, while that's loading up, you guys remember Quiznos? I remember Quiznos. I ate at Quiznos almost all the time. This is before the big hype of like Jimmy John's and Jersey Mike's. You know, back then the only big sandwich places we had were Subway and Quiznos, and everybody obsessed over Quiznos. And I totally forgot what happened to Quiznos. I can't remember if they went out of business or what happened to them, but yeah, they were just gone one day. I used to have a Quiznos actually by where I lived, and it was it was it was pretty decent. Because I also I had a Quiznos and a Subway like equal distance from uh, my parents' house growing up, so you know I had both options. And then all of a sudden one day just Quiznos went away, and now our biggest one of our biggest sandwich things is uh you know Jersey Mites, which I will say, Jersey Mites is definitely you know top notch sandwiches. Like if you want a lot of variety and you want to go to a place that can also sell you just a bucket of pickles, go with Jimmy John's. But if you want, like, really good hot food and a really good Philly, go to Jersey Mike's, that's for sure. Um, anyway, I was stalled enough time. I found, I found the Twiznos ads. I just, it's just Google, I just, um, on YouTube, just searched Twiznos rat commercial. Uh, let's see, it's Twiznos spawn monkeys, or spawn monkeys. All right, so let's see. We love these songs! Quiznos new Santa Fe trio subs with smoky chipotle sauce. Fried chicken, roast beef, or smoked turkey. Quiznos. Quiznos. Yeah, that makes me really miss Quiznos, <laughs> but. Yeah, that just, it just, that was definitely like, that's definitely a product of the early 2000s. So let's move on with this list. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number two, VH1's The Fabulous Life of, which taught you so much about luxury brands. This was a, uh, a VH1 show because the 2000s was definitely a time where VH1 and MTV moved away from just doing music and they started doing reality shows. Like, I think. MTV had Next, which was a weird fucking show. Like, this person would come off a bus and just be like, Hey, I'm Stacy, I'm 24, and I like when guys fucking put their thumb up their ass, or whatever it was. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. You know the show I'm talking about, right? No. You don't know Next? It was literally, this person would come off a bus, and they'd be like, hey, I'm this, and I'm looking for somebody that does this, and they had to basically go on blind dates with, like, these three people, and at the end, they chose, you know, one person, and, you know, the people they didn't chose, they'd be like, next, it's just, it was a weird show, but I vaguely remember it. That sounds like my waking nightmare. It's, yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. That's gonna be a no for me, dog. <laughs> hey, but. I'm gonna disappear into my Okay. Enjoy your troll hole. <laughs> but. Right. <laughs> Sorry, my wife was talking to me. But, uh, yeah, this is the era when 
VH1 and MTV really experimented with like reality shows. And one of them was The Fabulous Life of, which each episode was a different celebrity. Like the one they show here was The Fabulous Life of Jennifer Lopez. But they did uh, different celebrities. I think this was the area where uh, this was the era where Cribs was born. But enough about crappy reality shows on VH1 and MTV. Let's continue with this list. Uh, stooping over that one, it was a Lindsay Lohan legging line, which, you know, I never wore leggings in the 2000s, so that doesn't really interest me. Uh, Beyonce's Nintendo DS commercial. Uh, let's see, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna look it up on YouTube real quick here, but I'm just gonna play it from this, this little clip here. It's a, it's a ad for Rhythm Heaven. I remember this commercial. I actually, now looking back at it, I do remember this commercial because, I mean, I knew what a Beyonce was when I was a teenager, but um, I never had a Nintendo DS. I had a 3DS later in life, but I never had a DS growing up. Uh, okay, moving on. On the Line, the rom-com that starred Lance Bass and Joey Fatone from NSYNC. Okay. Sarah Jessica Parker being the spokesperson for Dap. Okay. What? That too. <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's tween line that they sold at Walmart. Uh, yeah, Mary Kate and Ashley. They sold. They were you know really popular in the early two thousands, and they actually had their own like uh, phone thing. Like you got a phone, you got a service thing. It was mainly a thing for little girls to be like, oh, see, Mary Kate and Ashley have a phone. I want a phone now. Which is funny because thinking now with Mary Kate and Ashley, they're not doing a whole lot and they're leaving basically the fame up to their sister elizabeth who if you don't know you know wanda maximoff starlet witch hello <clears throat> ah, hydration let's move on with this list shall we nintendards which made you feel so responsible <laughs> this is a meme that says R.I.P. to all Nintendogs who haven't been fed since 2007. <laughs> uh, I never had Nintendogs. It just, I don't know. That kind of game just isn't my thing where you have to sit there like, oh, just take care of a pet. It's just, I don't know. It's not my thing. I never had Nintendogs. Ooh, number 10. The Girls Gone Wild infomercial that played late at night and featured real-world cast members. It was uh, the Girls Gone Wild thing. Basically, it was an ad that played really really late at night like midnight onward and it was basically an advertisement for a dvd where you got to see boobies it was basically these girls on spring break that willingly volunteered i guess to be filmed showing their tits it's just <laughs> i never understood the concept for it they're just like oh you know you buy this dvd and you can see all the boobs that you want I don't know if there was any actual like sex or porn in it at all, but literally all the all the promotional thing was just these girls like they'd be on spring break, all of a sudden they'd be like woo and you know show their boobs and everything. And it was obviously they censored it for the ad because they're like, hey, if you want to see the actual thing, you know, buy this DVD, which 
to my, you know, my thing to that is if you want to see boobs, just have a girlfriend, whether you're straight by whatever, just, or look on the internet. The internet is free. Pornhub is free. Look for, you, you can find boobs anywhere now. I think that's why Girls Gone Wild as a concept just went away because, you know, the internet got more and more accessible and it's just like, hey, we can now see all the boobs we want whenever we want. But that was like a really, that's how I knew I was staying up way too late when I started seeing the Girls Gone Wild ads. Moving on with this, number 11, the the bright green on light on the old external computer speakers. Yeah, literally, I just had this, these uh, external speakers for the old computers had just bright green light. They're like, hey, just letting you know, I'm working right now. Ooh, number 12, Lost Lonely Boys Heaven. Okay, I gotta play a clip of that because it's actually, uh, it's actually a good song. I might just play the beginning of it. Let's see. Lost no, no things. Lost Lonely Boys Heaven. There we go. Let's see if I can avoid an ad this time. Nope, apparently I can't. No, YouTube, I don't want Taco Bell. Skip. song first came out like i memorized that spanish part and of course me as a stupid kid i was like hey i know spanish now <laughs> but that's still that's still a really good song to this day i'll still bop to that to this day uh next on this list sting's desert rose used to be played non-stop i was never a fan of sting so i'm i'm not sure i'm familiar with desert rose i might know it if i heard it but you know i'm not about to look it up because there's other things i can I didn't waste my time doing. Uh, number 14, slim camera cases that not only protected your camera, but also allowed you to carry the charger and extra memory cards in it. I think I had one of these because I was obsessed with taking pictures and stuff. So I had a, I had a little mini digital camera with the case and everything. It's just, you know, it was convenient. That was before, you know, phones were just like, hey, I'm a digital camera and also you can call people. But, you know. It's weird how technology advances, isn't it? Uh, moving on, taking photos at concerts with digital cameras, which usually came out all blurry. Yeah, cameras definitely had a long way to go. Like, digital cameras were a great concept, and they were like a 
fancy new thing. Like, oh, I can save these to a computer now with an SD card and everything. But cameras still had a, a long way to go. Uh, that point proven by the next thing on this list, taking selfies with flip phones. You kids today will never know the satisfaction of having a flip phone, you know, calling somebody, being in an argument with somebody, and having the satisfaction of slamming the phone shut. Like, it's just, there's something satisfying about slamming a flip phone shut. Uh, actually, for a while, my uh, my old boss, Todd, when he was still he was still alive, he had a flip phone. I don't know if he ever upgraded well, uh, before he died, but yeah, he had a flip phone, and it was just, it was the funniest thing ever. But yeah, flip phones were like all the rage. I know my parents had them. My parents, like, they kept up with different phones going up. Like, they had a flip phone, and then they had, like, the Razor, which was, like, the evolution of the flip phone. And then eventually, we you know, iPhones, smartphones, all that all that crazy stuff. But, yeah, flip phones were, it was, like, not just, like, you know, taking selfies, but texting with the flip phones was a pain, too. Because, you know, you had the keypad, so you had to press the number multiple times. You did the letter you wanted, you'd just be like, buh, 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 buh. That's where, uh, like, abbreviations, like, the texting thing really got invented, you know, abbreviating stuff like Tati Letter, like TTYL, LOL. That's where stuff really originated from because you had to get creative instead of, you know, typing out a long-ass sentence where you had to hit button like 20,000 times to get all the words you want. You just had to be like, bup, 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 and send, you know? Do you know? Because I don't. <laughs> um, oh, the Verizon Can You Hear Me Now commercials. You know, the one with uh, that one guy who, you know, would walk around, he'd be on the phone and be like, can you hear me now? Good. Can you hear me now? Good. Which is funny because that guy now, he jumped ship. He, um, what was it, a couple years ago, he did started doing commercials for Sprint. Like, I guess Verizon wasn't paying him enough, so he's like, you know what, I'm just going to go to the competitor. Sprint's going to pay me more. So, yeah, he went there. Uh, excuse me, sorry. Staying hydrated. Uh, let's see. Oh, Gap's product red line that helped raise money to end HIV and AIDS in Africa. That's actually still going today. Actually, looking at my phone, I have the, my phone is the iPhone 13, I think. Yeah, it's iPhone 13, but it's red. It's, you know, the product red thing. So anything that product red sells, that money goes to, you know, HIV and AIDS research. I think now, not just in Africa, but just wherever it needs to be. All right, moving on. Number 21, the warning that aired before Jackass episodes. Jackass was another huge thing. Uh, yeah, but the warning beforehand was, the following show features stunts performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. Accordingly, MTV and the producers must insist that no one attempt to recreate or reenact any stunt or activity performed on the show. Yeah, Jackass was another thing that came out of the 2000s. Literally just a bunch of guys, former uh, skateboarders, just a bunch of guys just doing really stupid shit. And it got really popular. And I think they're still... I think they just released one like within the past couple of years called Jackass Forever. I don't know if they're planning to do another one, but I don't think they should. Those guys are getting really old now. Like Johnny Knoxville, all of them. They're getting really, you know, way too old to be doing this shit. So, yeah. Oh, here's another one. 
Happy Bunny t-shirts. Uh, these t-shirts that had a little like cartoon bunny. Or this one that says, I'm not spoiled. I deserve all my stuff. My sister had these shirts. I don't know if she even liked them. She just had them. Because I'm sure my mom was like, oh, this is cute. I'm going to do this for my daughter. But yeah, I saw those everywhere. <laughs> this next one. Uh, sorry, I'm not even really going down it list by list or entry by entry. I'm just kind of skimming this to look for stuff to, you know, interesting stuff to actually talk about. Uh, this next one, the fedora hat craze that really never looked good on anyone. I had a fedora. I, I, I admit it. I had a fedora. I got it like, what was it? End of middle school, beginning of high school, because I thought it, I thought it'd be a good look. Oh, how wrong I was. Like, I, seriously, if we ever invent time travel, I'm going back to time and slapping the shit out of me for some decisions. Like, I still wouldn't change the experiences I have because, you know, that may be who I am today. But if I could go back and smack the shit out of myself without any, like, you know, time paradoxes or anything, I definitely would because I'd just be like, what the hell is wrong with you, you little fucking shit, cringy ass motherfucker? I just, ugh. Some of the stuff I did as a teenager, I just, ugh. But, you know, I grew from that, and it made me the person I am today. Uh, let's see, moving on. Debbie Downer from Saturday Night Live. That was one of my favorite skits growing up. Uh, forget who the actress was. Actually, let me look up a clip real quick. Debbie, <laughs> Debbie Deb, Debbie Downer. All right, let's see. <laughs> Debbie Downer, Disney World. Welcome to the Mickey's Breakfast Jamboree. My name is Billiam, and I'll be serving you today. You guys here on a special occasion? Well, we're here on that new Magical Gatherings family package. Got the whole Matusik clan down from Ohio. Right, guys? Say hi. Hi! Well, great. Let me tell you Mickey specials today. We've got steak and eggs served with some home fries and Mickey waffles. Woo! I love me some steak and eggs. <laughs> Ever since they found mad cow disease in the U.S., I'm not taking any chances. It can live in your body for years before it ravages your brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. They had, a, they had a theme. You're enjoying your day. Everything's going your way. And along comes Debbie Downer. Always there to tell you about a new disease. A car accident or killer bees. We beg her to spare you. Debbie, please. But you can't stop Debbie Downer. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember this. There was actually a couple times I think they did that skit where uh, the woman who was Debbie Downer. Uh, who is it? Not nah, Lindsay Lohan. Blah, blah, blah. Rachel Dratch. That's who played uh, Debbie Downer. I think there was a couple sketches she did where she actually could not keep a straight face at all doing that. I mean, I won't either. You know, just you had to sit there and keep like a fucking like a type of face. And yeah, I would I would bust up as well. Let's see. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Ooh, here's another one. Another song one. Bowling for Soups 1985, whose video played all the time on uh on VH1, 1985. That's definitely a great. It's still a great song to this day. Let's see if we can play a little bit of it. Oh, I 
ball, she never had it all. One Prozac a day, husband's a CPA. Her dreams went out the door when she turned 24. Only been with one man, what happened to her plan? She was gonna be an actress, she was gonna be a star. She was gonna shake her ass on the hood of White Snake's car. Her yellow SUV. I fucked up that lyric. Looks at her average life, and nothing has been alright. Since Christine Madonna, way before Nirvana, there was YouTube and Blimey, and music still on MTV. Her two kids in high school, they tell her that she's uncool, but she's still preoccupied in 19, 19, 1985. Basically, it's a whole song about this uh, this woman who is still very much obsessed with 1985 or the 80s just in general. Uh, I'm going to start really strolling through these uh, the things on this list to see if there's anything that catches my attention. Uh, got Milk ads. Yeah, they really, they really hammered down. They really wanted kids to drink milk in the early 2000s. This one with a uh, poster with the test of High School Musical. Because they're like, hey, teenagers love High School Musical. Maybe we can use the, you know, use them to try to push our milk agenda. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, milk was a big thing. Oh, God, I remember this. The Education Connection commercial jingle. God, I, I don't even remember it, but, you know what, I'm going to play I'm going to play that one, too, because I know that's going to trigger... A huge memory. Uh, it's going to unlock a memory for a lot of people. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Education connection jingle. No. What did I just do? Okay. No. Go back. YouTube. No. Okay. Sorry. We're, we're working it out. We're working this it out. My story told my way. <sighs> Apparently, I got to watch an ad for Velma on HBO Max first. Hmm. Honestly, it looks like a good show. Anyway. I'm looking for an hourly wage. I went to high school, didn't do great. Still, I gotta make more cash. More education is what I'm looking at. When I get a degree, I will make a bigger salary. So now I've got to see which college is right for me. I went on the internet and found education connection. Oh my god, you know what other commercial this just reminded me of? Uh, bu- 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 the, I think this was like the 2002. It reminded me of the freecreditreport.com. Uh, oh, all nine commercials. God damn it. Well, I was shopping, shopping for, for a new car, car which was me, a convertible or an SUV. Too bad I didn't know my credit was waxed. Now I'm driving off the lot in a used subcompact. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. Spilling ads on my TV. Thought about going, but was too lazy. Now instead of looking fly and rolling fat, my legs are sticking to the vinyl and my posse's getting laughed at. F-R-E-E, that spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. Oh, if I can find the other one too yes 
Say a man should always dress for the job he wants So why am I dressed up like a pirate in this restaurant? It's all because some hacker stole my identity Now I'm in here every evening serving chowder and iced tea Should've gone to freecreditreport.com I could've seen this coming at me like an atom bomb They monitor your credit and send you email alerts So you don't end up selling fish to tourists in t-shirts Offer applies with enrollment and triple Oh my god, I remember, yeah, that was just, it was one of those, like, I didn't, I mean, I was a kid, I didn't even need a credit report, but uh, that's, that's a core memory for me, that just, I hold dear for the, for the 2000s, let's see, oh my god, so, uh, scrolling through here quick, the last things I want to touch on, uh, the iPod dog that everyone wanted at some point, there's this little robotic dog that had like an, uh, ox cable, connection in it that you plug your iPod into and it moved along to whatever music you had which was a really weird thing it was basically a fun a fun speaker but uh, this and I want to search this too the last thing on this list the head-on commercials now head-on was like a like a roll-on aspirin basically but you know uh, I'll just I'll just let you hear this commercial Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Head on, available at Walgreens. Oh. Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Head on, apply directly to the forehead. Head on, apply directly. Um, excuse me, where do I, where do I apply it to? Directly to the forehead. Oh, okay, okay, thank you for telling me. <laughs> yeah, that literally, like... They just, they didn't want you to forget how to do it. Like, they even have it on the packaging, too. Like, you just see it on the packaging, you just head on, apply directly to the forehead. 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 It's just, oh my god. You know, it's, it's just, oh. I don't even, I don't, sorry, I don't even know what to say. But yeah, there was, ooh, another thing here I want to touch on before I end this episode. The 2000s, more specifically like 2005, 2007, we saw the birth of YouTube. And one of the biggest YouTube videos actually just got recommended to me on here. One of the biggest YouTube videos ever. Oh, such a classic YouTube video. I'll actually do a, I want to do an episode talking about strictly YouTube, like the whole history of it. But just to touch on it briefly, uh, especially like the mid to late 2000s was like, you saw like the birth of YouTube and it started out just like, Hey, if you got a funny video, just put it on this website for everybody to see. And then obviously in recent years, we saw how YouTube is drastically changed from what it used to be. Cause it used to be like, Hey, you got a funny video, just put it on the internet and you know, have everybody laugh at it. But now it's definitely more corporate. YouTube is very, very corporate now. Like if you're not Markiplier or PewDiePie, or if you're not a big company, or if you're not a big celebrity like Jimmy Fallon, 
You basically get no attention on YouTube now. You can't just upload a video and have it take off. I mean, unless you, you know, get like a bunch of people to share it around, but the odds are there's really nobody, nobody's really going to have like that, like a thousand people at their disposal to just be like, hey, share my shit. But yeah, no, the 2000s was the birth of like YouTube and stuff and just, oh, what a crazy time it was. But I think with that, I am going to end this episode here. There are a lot, there's a lot more I could talk about with the 2000s, but we would be here all day, and I'm already almost at an hour with this episode, but, you know, if you guys ever want to want me to talk about more about the 2000s, you know, just let me know on social media, this link is in the link tree in the description, or if you don't want to click on that, just find me on different social media, SuperTam64, uh, like Instagram, Twitter, just wherever, also follow the the podcast Twitter, at NerdsBlogCast, you know, link is in the Linktree as well, if you want to go there. I just recommend going to the Linktree because everything is just there. Just conveniently right there. But, yeah, with that being said, that wraps up our discussion on the 2000s. Next episode, we look at the 2010s, which I know doesn't seem like a vastly different time, but trust me, it was a different time. So, you know, 2010 to, to, to 2019. So, yeah, be prepared for that. But, with that being said, I'm going to close this episode here. Stay hydrated, you know, drink plenty of liquids. Do positive things out there. Be your very best. Be your mythical best. And, like always, I will see you guys in the next one. Nerd out!